0: Congregation, the scripture reading this afternoon is from Matthew, the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 10, the verses 34 to 42. Matthew 10, beginning at verse 34, the Lord Jesus speaking to his disciples, says the following, "'Do not think that I came to bring peace on earth. I did not come to bring peace, but a sword.'" For I have come to set a man against his father, a daughter against her mother, and a daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law. And a man's enemies will be those of his own household. He who loves father or mother more than me is not worthy of me. And he who loves son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me. And he who does not take up his cross and follow after me is not worthy of me. He who finds his life will lose it. And he who loses his life for my sake will find it. He who receives you receives me. And he who receives me receives him who sent me. He who receives a prophet in the name of a prophet shall receive a prophet's reward. And he who receives a righteous man in the name of a righteous man shall receive a righteous man's reward. And whoever gives one of these little ones only a cup of cold water in the name of a disciple, assuredly I say to you, he shall by no means lose his reward." And now the text is verse 38. we we'll just read that again. And he who does not take up his cross and follow after me is not worthy of me. Brothers and sisters in the Lord and boys and girls who belong to him as we saw with the baptism. This afternoon we remember Christ's death on the cross for us, for our sins the the cross is the focus of our celebration however have you ever considered that every christian is also expected to have a cross in fact have you considered that you don't that you can't envisage a true christian without thinking that of that person also bearing a cross jesus cross was for our justification before god but being justified before God in Christ and following him in faith means that you're now also called up to take up a cross. Not the cross of justification, of course, that's what Christ carried, but the cross of sanctification to follow Christ in this life until you obtain the complete victory which he, he received for all his own. That's what actually was just prayed for at the baptism of little Lael Grace Van Andel, before baptism, before the baptism, you have that prayer. And in that prayer, we state, we pray that she, following Christ day by day, may joyfully bear her cross and cleave to him in true faith, firm hope, and ardent love, and at the last day may appear without terror before the judgment seat of Christ. So that's prayed for each one of us at our baptism. that... We may joyfully bear our cross. And notice that the prayer for grace to carry our cross joyfully as we await our Lord Jesus Christ's return actually comes back in the form for Lord's Supper. Before, before the celebration, we pray similar words in the prayer before the Lord's Supper. So this afternoon, let's hear from God's word about carrying our cross after Christ. And our theme is true Christians carry a cross. We see the origin of that cross, the purpose of that cross, and the comfort of that cross. First of all, the origin. In the the context of the text, Jesus was talking to his disciples about discipleship. And he teaches us that we're not worthy to be his disciples unless we take up our cross and follow him. So the cross is the mark of being a Christian, And from the context, we understand that taking up a cross means self-denial, letting go of all people and things that might hinder us from following Christ, even if those people are close family members, or even if those are things a lot of people in this world cherish, like money, fame, even life itself, we are to carry a cross. And be devoted to Jesus above everything else. So Jesus' requirement for being a Christian is pretty radical. If you love something more than him, you are not worthy to be his disciple. So that means for Christians, we all need to bear a cross. And that cross is then the collective name for for suffering. For the suffering, the persecution, the trials... The contempt that we should be ready to bear for Christ's sake. So, on the basis of our text, we see a a great procession. Kind of a great procession. Jesus Christ first. The great cross bearer. And those who truly believe in him, follow him. Each one bearing a cross in procession. The Lord Jesus, of course, bears a unique cross. He... He bears the cross on which all the sins of his people were condemned in his flesh and spirit. But those who follow him all carry crosses of self-denial and tribulation for his sake. So that's the biblical picture of the true Christian. It's so different from the image a lot of people today have of Christians. Many evangelicals today portray Christians as people who are born again once and from then on follow Jesus through life. Filled with victorious joy and exuberant praise. But that's an unreal Christianity without real struggle. One without real struggle that the Lord says belongs with every believer, every follower of His in this life. This is a life of struggle. That's why the Lord Jesus spoke of taking up a cross and following Him. Otherwise, you're not worthy of Him. What's the origin of that cross? which all true Christians carry. Well, congregation ultimately comes from God himself. It's not fate or so, but it's God's will. Belongs to being joined to Christ by faith. Earlier on in Matthew 10, the Lord Jesus said to his disciples, a disciple is not above his teacher, nor a servant above his master. It is enough for the disciple to be like his teacher and the servant to be like his master. See, there's a holy concurrence between master and disciples, between head and members of the body. The cross belongs with Christ, it also belongs with Christians. God the Father puts that cross, lays that cross before us in order that we take it up so that we may be formed into the image of His Son, Jesus Christ. To make His disciples like their teacher, His servants like their master. Our master went the way of the cross before us for our justification. We, His servants, take up the cross after Him for our sanctification to be renewed in his image. And that's a struggle. Notice Jesus speaks of every believer taking up his or her cross. Every follower of Christ has a cross, it's a personal thing that, for you to carry. It's a cross that just fits on your shoulders. We sometimes think we would be better able to carry somebody else's than our own. But God chooses it for each of his children. So that cross is not something we should reject or walk away from. Or even complain about. If we have to come to a certain self-denial in our own life. And somebody else has a different one. No. God chooses it for each of his children. And we need to accept it willingly. And take it readily as given by God for our good, to discipline us in love for our sanctification. Every believer, think about it, every believer, had their own cross. Think of Abraham and Sarah. They, caught, they carried the cross of childlessness for so long. And they had a struggle with that. When, when Lord, you were, you were going to, you promised. And that was a struggle for them. Think of Isaac and Rebecca. They bore the cross of Esau's unbelief, shown when he took Canaanite wives for himself. And I'm sure they they prayed about that. They struggled with that, too. Think of Asaph. Psalm 73 described his envy of the unbelievers who are rich and fat. And the believers had had to fight, struggle. Think of the cross the apostle Peter bore. He was impulsive, said he would never deny his master, but he did. And he wept bitterly as a result. That was a cross of repentance from denial of his master. Oh, in this broken world, this world broken because of sin, every person has, a, has struggle and worry, but the, the cross Jesus speaks of in our text is unique to true believers. In this world, faith means a special struggle for every believer. The fight of faith, uh, Paul calls it too. David wrote Psalm 34, verse 20. Many are the afflictions of the righteous. God God prunes the branches of the true vine, Jesus Christ, in order that those branches may bear more fruit. That cross belongs to the Christian life. And that cross of self denial and self control that the Lord Jesus says you need to take up to follow him can consist of a number of things in practice, means doing away with the pleasures of sin doing away with whatever is sinful in your life. You have to put it away from you. It's not easy. It's a, it's a battle. We can't follow Christ and at the same time serve sin. So it means fighting against sin in us, also around us. That cross can become heavy when you're confronted with temptation or trial after day or when you've fallen. To break with that when sin seems so pleasant and free and following Christ so difficult then, but all true Christians know that they have to crucify their old nature in order to live with Christ. Carrying a cross also means accepting rejection or insult for the sake of Christ. A true Christian has a, has a way of thinking, a whole lifestyle which people who live without God, and you, that's the world, that, that lifestyle and that way of thinking is rejected and ridiculed even by the world. You can think of neighbors or co-workers or fellow students or so. You can even think of family members, as the Lord Jesus says in our text. A Christian's enemies can even be the members of his or her own household who despise them before, because of what they stand for. And and the cross, Jesus wants his followers to take up includes being ready and willing to give up whatever might hinder the relationship with, with Christ. He says elsewhere, we need to be ready and willing to give up fields, vineyards, if they mess with our bond with him, or if your eye or your hand causes you to sin, even pluck out the eye and cut off the hand in order to follow him, even be prepared to give up the relationship with father or mother or other family members if that relationship stands in the way of our relationship with our Lord and Savior. Imagine the pain and the suffering and the struggle with that. Our cross also includes constantly living by faith and not by sight. And that's a battle. Accepting that the gospel is a truth above all. And God's promises stand even if we don't see how in the world they can ever be fulfilled for us. And and we have to learn to live with a lot of questions then too. Questions where there's no answers for why this, why that, and why not this, and why not that? We live in a world that worships the human intellect and the spirit instead of God. It's a, it's a constant struggle for every believer to keep accepting that God's promises to you are true, will come to fulfillment, even if you don't see that or understand how they can ever come true for you. So ultimately, the cross of Jesus, that Jesus speaks about In the text is everyone who follows him in the text has this spiritual battle against the devil the world and their own sinful nature and that's a that's a battle for every true Christian that they should be involved in a lifelong battle which only ends when you leave this life why would anyone want to carry a cross like that you might wonder If if it's a struggle and it's a battle, why, why would you want a cross? Why would you take it up? Well, Christians are willing to follow Jesus Christ carrying a cross because the Holy Spirit has opened their eyes to be able to see where a life without Jesus will end up and where a life with Jesus ends up too. Like Moses, who it says, Hebrews 11, all those people of faith Moses refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter and rather than enjoy the fleeting pleasures of sin as prince of Egypt, he chose instead to be mistreated with the people of God. Why? Hebrews 11, verse 26, he considered the reproach of Christ greater wealth than all the treasures of Egypt. And there were lots. Because he was looking forward to the reward. That reward is then the glorious life with God in Christ congregation, every single true Christian, one way or another, carries his cross, a cross of self-denial, cross of, of struggle and trial, to hold fast to the faith in order to follow Christ. In fact, Christ therefore calls carrying one's cross what makes you worthy of being his disciple. We talk about being worthy to attend the Lord's Supper, take part of it. This makes you worthy, being, having that cross is what makes you worthy. Not thinking good of yourself, but considering Christ your all, above all the pleasures of sin, above your own life. In fact, Christ instituted the sacraments to strengthen cross-bearers in carrying their crosses. We come to the second part, the purpose of the Christian's cross. Why does God give Christians, give uh, Christ's disciples crosses to carry in this life. What's the point? Because it's just a hard and painful business, a struggle. Why, why, need, why do you need that? Well, let me tell you right away, the Lord God gives it all for our good, as medicine for our faith in this world, a fallen world with people who by nature are still sinful. It's medicine for us to help us crucify our old nature. It destroys our pride and keeps us humble. Our crosses humble us in ourselves so that we may be exalted with Christ. It bows us down. We could say that our Father in Christ disciplines us by means of our cross. You see, our nature is of itself corrupt and we can't expect much good from ourselves, our fallen nature. Even as believers, even the holiest of us, there's there's just a small beginning of new obedience. And we're like, as as I mentioned, the branches of the true vine, which the vine dresser needs to keep trimming in order for those branches to bear fruit that is pleasing to God. We constantly need to be disciplined and humbled in our life and throughout our lives in order to keep seeking our life outside of ourselves in Christ alone. And the cross which true believers take up is intended then for our sanctification Hebrews 12, the Spirit talks about God's fatherly discipline of his children. That instruction concludes by stating, Hebrews 12, verse 10, that our Father in Christ disciplines us for our good so that we may be partakers of his holiness. Congregation, that's God's purpose with his discipline. By means of that, he seeks to put to death our old nature and promote the growth of the new nature. No matter how difficult your struggle with temptation and sin and trial and the consequences of sin and, and doubt, it always purifies the true Christian when they struggle with that. It's, it's the good fight of the faith. And that fight may shake you good and hard, but it doesn't hurt you. It refines you. So God's, that cross is God's way of keeping us on the way behind Christ. Christ. On the narrow and hard way that leads to life. Martin Luther often said that if if you don't experience the struggle of faith, the cross, you will not understand the gospel of Christ either. The best soldiers are those who have fought many battles. And so the cross causes you to grow in the knowledge of what Christ has done and the assurance that he did that for you. It unites you with Christ. You have a cross. He had a cross. You have one too. Taking up your cross unites you with Christ. But by means of your cross, you're also brought to constant prayer, you realize. It humbles you and causes you to, to want to pray, to need to pray. Through your struggle with sin in and around you, you also learn to pray. You, you grow in your reliance on your Lord. When do we experience most, that God's promises are true. When do we experience the truth of what the Bible says in Isaiah 43? When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. We experience that through struggle, prayerful struggle. Through taking up and carrying our cross and following Jesus. We know what is right and we need to come to do that and that's a battle. And we... We learn through that. No Christian can follow Christ without taking up his or her cross. But taking up and carrying your cross to follow Christ, actually, when it comes down to it, I mentioned it's painful and heavy, but it's not a great burden for a Christian either. And that brings us to the comfort of the Christian's cross. Jesus says in the text, he who does not take up his cross and follow after me is not worthy of me. Note, first of all, that we don't just take up and carry a cross by ourselves and follow a lonely road on our own. No, we follow the Lord Jesus Christ. He has gone before us, and that's what we remember with the Lord's Supper celebration this afternoon. He has gone before us. We follow in his footsteps. Wherever we carry our cross, we know he has gone before us. That's a great comfort for everyone who follows him as jesus said matthew 10 24 a disciple is not above his teacher nor a servant above his master so it's not surprising that it's a struggle to believe in christ as your only hope and salvation in this fallen world think of the path jesus had to take in life for our salvation he was misunderstood and he was maligned by others his brothers didn't even believe in him his flesh and blood brothers at first, the leaders of the people called him Beelzebub, Lord of the Flies, earlier on in Matthew 10. His 12 chosen disciples often misunderstood him. One betrayed him. He was tempted by Satan intensely. He struggled with the task the Father had given him to do. Think of how, how he prayed in Gethsemane before he was arrested. He, he was he was not He was without sin. But it was a constant struggle for him to live in this world as the Holy Son of God made men. And he, it says in Hebrews, he was tempted in every way as we are, yet without sin. And then he was unlawfully condemned, nailed to a cross. And on the cross he was mocked and reviled by those who passed by. As we confess in Lord's Day 15 about Christ's suffering during all the time he lived on earth, but especially at the end. He bore in body and soul the wrath of God against the sin of the whole human race. So then you have to think, he didn't just only carry a cross on Good Friday. He carried it his whole life through. So that comfort is not just in taking up and bearing our cross, but in following our Savior when we do that. He has opened a way for us to follow. As we've seen, every genuine Christian carrying a cross is engaged in the fight of faith, has to deny themselves, has to deal with being maligned or made fun of, has to deal with trial and doubt that comes with that. But what a comfort to know that your Savior became one of you, went before you in everything, bearing his cross. A cross that was infinitely heavier and more awfully difficult than we'll ever understand. He carried the cross of God's wrath against all your sins and my sins and he carried it into hell. So if you keep your eyes fixed on him, on his cross, then your own standing alone in family, in faith or not being understood by others because of your faith or being despised by others because you hold to the gospel or your strife with so many temptations of soul then you, you find comfort in knowing that Jesus went through all those things throughout his whole life here and he carried it to the very end. And there is comfort in also knowing then that there is one big difference between the cross that Christ bore and the one that his followers carry. Christ's cross had the curse against all our sins in it and he now lays a cross on us that is then therefore totally without curse. There is no curse in your struggles and your pain. Yeah? The nails are still there, someone once said, but the poison is not in them anymore. The cross we as believers carry after Christ is one that only brings blessing blessing to us. Blessing to our faith, as we saw. Comfort to our souls. Comfort because we see how with Christ, The cross over time led him to the crown. And the harder we struggle, the closer we realize we come to that crown. The struggle of faith for imperfect believers in this fallen world is the cross which in time will bring them to the crown obtained for them by Christ. And brothers and sisters, whatever our cross, whatever our struggle and strife as we follow Christ then, How intense the self-denial has to be and the struggle within ourselves for that. The comfort for us is that we know that 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 way is the way to life and salvation with Christ. So let's follow Christ, carrying our cross joyfully. Joyfully, we pray. That's what our Lord's Supper wants to encourage and strengthen us to do, to continue to keep our eyes on Christ on his cross, his reward in all the struggles of our life in this broken world with our imperfect natures. Because then in time, we will see the truth of his words too. That the reproach of Christ is greater riches than all the treasures of this world. Amen.